this edition of Five Bomb Wrestling Podcast, the show that is for the fans, by the fans. I am your phenomenal host, Mr. Podcasting, Chris Belcher. Make sure you follow me at Chris Belcher24 on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. The show is at PBW Podcast on those platforms. Make sure you follow us, give us a like, subscribe wherever you find your podcast, and all that jazz. Andy York is with me in the room. What is this, five weeks in a row now? I think so, something, something like, like that. that. Four or five. And here we are, man. Another pay-per-view around the corner. Another set of back-to-back pay-per-views. Yeah. So we got this one <laughs> this week and Survivor Series next week, man. Yeah. I uh busy time. I feel like they always I feel like there's always back-to-back pay-per-views now. Is is there's there's always going to be a back-to-back pay-per-view when yep. AEW has a pay-per-view. Um which I mean it's fine. It's more wrestling for sure. us to watch and dive into. So I think it's going to be great. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um you know we only get four pay-per-views a year, basically, in AEW. Right. And so I, there's not, like, a start-to-finish bad pay-per-view yet. So this is I, – I don't see this one being that way either. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Well, we will talk all about it. We will wait and see. Um, but first, again, we got to dive into some WWE stuff because we can't just overlook WWE. We're on the road to Survivor Series. Right. Things are happening. Yep. So we got to talk about it. Uh, but, again, keep it locked in right here um, to us. On the Body Slam Dunnet YouTube channel, give them a subscribe. I know they would appreciate it. Give them a follow on social media as well. And, of course, support our friends over at Sports Wire Radio. All right, man, let's get into it. WWE, the big news. It seems like every single stinking week we talk about Austin <laughs> Theory. And I wish we would not, but we do. Yeah. We seemingly have a character change. And we speculated a lot last week. We talked tremendously in detail about the cash-in, was it worth it? Blah, blah, blah. All those kind of things. Go right. back and listen to it if you want our thoughts. But now we're starting to see again, there's no cell phone. There's no selfies. Mm-hmm. There's no none of that. Austin Theory has a beard. We're a little more aggressive now. The story's evolving, man. Yeah. Look, I, I love this version of Austin Theory. I think this is the theory that we should have had in the beginning. What was this theory, or at least what we're building to? I, I think is the direction theory should have been from the get go, and he he's showing the backstage promo he cut was absolutely amazing. The beatdown he had on um, I remember who Dolph Ziggler yep um was was really strong. Yep. Didn't make a whole lot of sense because he had him pinned, ready to beat, but just lost his mind and started beating the crap out of him. So that that right. that is what it is. My my only thing is. I think there was a way for us to get to this result without wasting the cash in. And I feel like, you know, I I, I harped on it last week, so I'm not going to harp on it as much this week. Uh, The cash in is something that should be protected, protected at all costs. And it was not protected in this case. Now I'm not going to say it. I don't think Austin theory is going to be buried. We saw this week. He's absolutely not going to be buried. This is just starting something new for his character. But I think there's a way for us to get to this point without, the 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 cash in aspect of sure. things. I think you could have taken the briefcase off of them and got this result, right? And kept the briefcase fine. So I, I think I don't know. I just I feel like that part was the waste. But what we are getting out of it now is sure. the best Austin Theory has been in WWE since he started. Well, not to dive too much into rumors and all that kind of stuff because you never know how things are going to shake out. But right. a lot of rumors are pointing to Triple H wanting to put the Money in the Bank match back on WrestleMania. Yeah, and go away with the Money in the Bank pay-per-view. So you still could have kept the briefcase on theory for a little while longer, but at the same time, if that is going to happen, I do feel like you needed to take it away as soon as possible so that when it's announced for WrestleMania, 
it feels like um, not that we've forgotten about it right but you know what i mean yeah, it, yeah, yeah it's it's surprising it's exciting rather than theory tries to cash in and then two weeks later well it's going on wrestlemania now instead of the pay-per-view you know what i mean yeah and i i completely get that um for sure which is why from the from the beginning of when he won it and then when triple h took over i was always advocating for just take the briefcase off of him right have somebody beat him for it we've seen it before yep have somebody beat him for it and then you know they can cash in whenever successfully unsuccessfully however you want to do it right um so I, I get that aspect of it. It's just the, the cash in is should be held very sacred and it shouldn't be one of those things that turn into just story. I mean, it should be a story arc, but it shouldn't sure. be one of those that just completely gets thrown to the wayside Yeah, on the side. So it's just one of those. It, it was kind of a double-edged sword. Sure. You, you didn't really have a choice what to do and go from there. We knew, Yeah, and we knew it was a double-edged sword from the start. Yeah. That's, that's what we've said on this podcast ever since the day he won it. It's like, what do you do? Yeah. Like, how do you get out of this? Well, maybe they took a step back in getting out of it, but sometimes you have to take one step backwards to go three steps forward. Yeah. So I think it's just one step backwards, and let's see where it goes from here. I think personally, and this is a – maybe a deeper discussion we don't have to get into today because we don't have time. But <laughs> I think personally that the money in the bank matches should be at WrestleMania. Yes. I loved when it was like that to begin with WrestleMania to WrestleMania makes the most sense in my head. So I think you put the men's on one night, the women's on the other. That's how you resolve it. Yeah. And do away with the pay-per-view. Not that the pay-per-view was bad. Right. You can center it around those two matches, make those matches feel big, but it elevates WrestleMania too. And I think, I, I don't think it would have worked until now. Correct. Putting on WrestleMania because Survivor Series until this year means meant absolutely nothing. Sure. It meant absolutely nothing. Now Survivor Series feels like a big deal. It's not about brand supremacy. They haven't even mentioned that once, which sure. <laughs> I'm very, very thankful for right. that they have not mentioned that. So they're, they're getting rid of that aspect. Now's the perfect time to put that on WrestleMania because, I mean, there are many that could argue, and I was one of them, that the big four pay-per-views now before Triple H took over was WrestleMania, SummerSlam, Rumble, and Money in the Bank. Absolutely. Survivor Series wasn't even in the question. So I think now you could definitely get rid of the Money in the Bank pay-per-view, put it on WrestleMania. I think many wrestling fans, especially if you're like in a sports mindset, from season to season, the length of a season, yep. The season starts the raw after WrestleMania Absolutely. and goes till the next WrestleMania. Yep. Instead of January to December, it's <laughs> April to April, basically, is the way we well, think Well, yeah, about you it. look at it in any other sports, you have a regular season and you have playoffs. Yeah. Well, the playoffs for WWE is Rumble to Mania. Yep. Absolutely. That's the home stretch. Yep. And then we reset. The regular season kicks off with some excitement. Teams are better than we think. Some teams aren't as good. Some you know, new guys come in. Some new so, guys yeah. come in. All those kind of things. So it makes perfect sense. I think to have that be the timeline for Money in the Bank, and you can do. I mean, it's a two night event now. You can do the men's one night, yep. the women's the next night, Absolutely. or however you want to do it, and go from there. I think it's a perfect way to split it up. As you do that, um, I think you do. You know, I, I just think it's a great idea, especially if you have two nights of WrestleMania. If that seems to be the model going forward, yeah, that's probably the way they're going to. Which I think is a fine idea. Yep. Um, it doesn't tire everybody out, gives everybody the opportunity to go to one night or the other if they want, or both, like we did. Yep. Um, but it also gives you the chance to do some of these things and have the biggest matches possible on one night. Yeah. And you or sorry, on two nights, but 
on, on one, one event. night twice. Yeah. On yeah, one yeah, event. Yeah. yeah. I, and this is a great way to get, I mean, the thing about WrestleMania is they try to get as many people on the card as possible. And this is the perfect way to, to establish that is by putting this many people on yep. the card as possible. For sure. Um, and so you don't have to do, I mean, we were there last year and the multi tag matches were the best matches on the card. Sure they were. Like the men's tag match to start off night two. And then the women's fatal four way tag match was 10 times better than we thought it was going to sure be. Sure it was. So like the multi stuff is is fantastic at WrestleMania, and I feel like WrestleMania needs to have a stipulation match every year. Sure does. And Money in the Bank fits that perfectly. Yep, absolutely, I agree. Speaking of stipulations, let's talk about War Games. Um, by the way, quickly, can't gloss over this. Theory's character change did all the stuff with Ziggler. He popped back up at the end of the show after the United States title match. Yep. Beat down Rollins. Can't gloss over the fact that we saw Seth Rollins and Finn Balor main event Monday Night Raw, and it was amazing. Yeah, it was it was fantastic. I w- I wish we could get a scene like just a feud out of this. Sure, like we got one, and it obviously did not end well because of Finn's injury at sure. SummerSlam, and also because everybody in the crowd cared more about chanting how terrible the belt looked versus sure. watching the match itself. So. That that's a that's a feud we need to revisit at some point. Is Man, Seth and Finn? I I feel like that you and I can probably agree on this at least within the last ten years. That the biggest what if in the wrestling business is what if Finn Balor doesn't yes. get hurt that night? Yep. Like what if? Because then we go down the road of oh we got to put the title on Brock Lesnar, and we we get there and then we get the Goldberg well, thing and all that. That but before I mean. It's a double-edged sword, and we're really off on a tangent now, but it's really it's are. it's fine. It's a double-edged sword because we got KO. K like if if Finn doesn't get hurt, I don't think Kevin Owens wins the Universal Championship. That's right. And that Universal Title run with Kevin Owens was probably my other than this Roman right, run right now is probably my favorite Universal Title reign because you had Jericho because you the had mix. Jericho in the mix. Yep. You had Kevin Owens actually feeling like a big deal. Plus, how he won it in that Fatal Four Way on Raw with with Triple H Triple H coming out. Pedigree and Roman, and then turning on Seth and give it basically handing the belt to Kevin Owens. Which, yep. if you want a rematch of that, you can go listen to the PBWF. There you go, Mayhem. go check it out. PBWF, um, but like that, that whole thing was amazing. And honestly, it's probably the best outcome out of everything because I feel like if Finn would have got the title, it would it, it wouldn't have lasted long. It was one of those of Vince getting a new toy, putting the new title on it, and then just so somebody like Roman could beat him. And I feel but- like we were heading to that point. I don't know because, like, you could argue that same thing with Owens. Yep. But then he ran with it for a long time. So you you, you don't think he would have run with Finn for a, just any length of time? I think he probably would have ran with Finn to the Rumble. I think as soon as Goldberg came back in the company, it, it was over. it was Goldberg. It was Goldberg was going to. So win it's that better for Goldberg to have beaten Owens and to beaten Balor. I don't think it's good for him to be either of them. Well, so, no, but, but if, if you have to pick, if you had to pick, I think Owens has recovered a lot better than Balor has. Yes, yeah. Finn Finn has never really recovered from that the injury. injury, never, uh, until he went to NXT, and then in NXT he was, you know, the old Finn Balor that we all loved and right. wanted to see on the main roster. Then he comes to the main roster and goes back to the old ways until he joins Judgment Day and Triple H is in charge now, and he's actually winning matches and feeling right. important. And main so, eventing shows. Yeah. I mean, he had a brief Intercontinental title run in that, which was fun. A you great know? WrestleMania opener with Seth and Absolutely. Miz. Oh, oh, my gosh. It's one of my favorite WrestleMania matches ever, just because I was there. But anyway. <laughs> um, anyway, big-time tangent. But Seth and Finn, fantastic match. We're going to get Finn and AJ now at Survivor Series, which 
Again, yes. we've been building towards for a while. Finally going to get a proper match between these two. I mean, the one match that they had in 2017. When everybody got sick. Yeah. Yep. Was off the cuff, but it was incredible match. Yep. So I expect nothing less than this one. All right. Let's talk about war games. I was trying to get there. <laughs> Survivor Series. The women's match really taking shape here. We see Rhea Ripley joining damage control for this match. Yep. After Mia Yim joins Bianca, Asuka, and Alexa. So we have five on the damage control side if we include Nikki Cross. Yep. Still have one spot left on the on the face side. All signs would point to possibly Becky Lynch. Candice LeRae is another name. There's rumors that she's not healthy, yeah. which is why they wrote her off. It would make sense for her to come back because damage control is the one that took her out. We'll just have to see on Monday. Yeah, I'm kind of leaning more towards Candice LeRae than Me too. Becky. Um, I don't. I honestly don't think we see Becky again until the Rumble. The Rumble. The Rumble. I think she'll come number thirty in the Rumble. Becky Lynch number one in the Rumble too. I could see her drawing number one and coming out. Um, but I think I think this fits Candice LeRae. We've already seen her in a War Games match, and yep, she kill it. kills it. Especially, I mean, we've seen her and EO both in a War Games match at the same time. Um, we all saw them. Also saw them in a tables, ladders, and scares match. Yes, on Halloween Havoc. Yes, a phenomenal we did. Match. Um, but we also, I mean, we've seen Rhea in a War Games match yes, too. Have. I was in the building for that takeover that War were. Games, That's and right. she killed it. I yeah. mean, she absolutely killed it. Um, well, I guess the Kai was in that match too. I think all of them were in it except for Bailey. Let's see. Bailey wasn't in it. Was Mia Yim in it? Yeah, Mia yeah. was on Rhea's team. Mia, it was Mia. Mia was in it. Rhea was in it. Io was in it. Dakota was in it. Candice LeRae was in it. That was also Tegan Knox. But she got taken out by Dakota. Right, but she was technically so they were yeah. one person down. And then it was Shayna's team on the other side. Right. So, but yeah, that we know that these women, we've seen most of these women in this environment before, and you add Nikki Cross and you add Bailey to it. It's and just Alexa Bliss. and Alexa Bliss. It's it's. And it's Bianca, going to be a lot of fun. Bianca was Bianca in that match. She was in. She, she was, was in, in the first one. She was in. But she wasn't games. in that one. Well, I mean, and you know, it makes all the sense in the world that Triple H bringing War Games to the main roster, and these are the ladies that yeah. he puts in it. Yeah. Because he knows. Because you got to think. A lot of people talk about how there's a disconnect between the NXT fans and the WWE fans. I can see that to an extent. I feel like a lot of WWE fans do watch NXT, and at least. At least keep up with it. They yeah. know who these people are. Yeah. It's not like it's brand new people that nobody cares it's about. It's not like it was when I was on the network and right. a lot of people weren't paying Absolutely. a lot of attention to it. Right. But people understand it and they get it. So for War Games to come to the main roster, yeah. you have to put people in there who have done it before so that people don't look at it and say, oh, this is going to be another women's match. It's going to be hard to get through because, man, let's be honest, some of the Rumbles and Money in the Bank matches and Elimination Chambers there's some shaky stuff going yeah. on. Now we've got some veterans in war games. Yeah, and I I cannot wait. I'm bookmarking now. I cannot wait for Io Shirai's moonsault off that top of the cage oh, again because it's, it's going to be beautiful. I it's happening. Tell you. It is happening for sure. Um, I would like to see, if we're talking about spots, I would like to see Bianca deliver a KOD from the top through a table. Oh, that's on, I, I, on that's your finish right there is Bailey getting KOD'd from the top through two tables. <laughs> It's going to be. It's honestly, they're going to probably call back the Champ Adam Cole spot with the air raid crash, crash through the tables, yeah. which was beautiful. Bro, sign me up. That's what I want the finish to be in this match. <laughs> All right, that's the women's side. On the men's side, it looks like things are taking shape, yep. but we don't have any confirmation yet. 
Um, AJ and Finn kind of gives it away that it's not going to be the OC in the Judgment Day in War Games, which would have made sense. Right. That was the case, but no. It'll be on the SmackDown side. It looks like we're going to get the Bloodline mm -hmm. versus the Brawling Brutes with the addition of Drew McIntyre. And you got to think, man, it's a fifth spot open on that babyface side. If he's not hurt, it's Logan Paul. I feel like. I don't think it's Logan. I, I think. Who's the fifth then? I don't think it's Logan. I think the fifth. I mean. You could do. <laughs> Tyson Fury would be really dumb. That would be. But dumb. it would be really interesting at the same time. Um. Kevin Owens, if he's well, he just got hurt. He apparently, house show. just got hurt. Yeah, I mean that could have easily been. Yeah, because Kevin and Sammy, there, there's sure. your connection right there. Could have easily been. Um, man, if he's healthy, if he, we don't know his status. Cody Rhodes could make a surprise appearance there if he's if he's strong enough, if he's healthy enough. Mm -hmm. Cody could be one, but I doubt. I highly doubt it. Um, I'm trying to think somebody that fits that brawling right brute style. Um. You bring somebody up from NXT to be on there? Braun Breaker? Maybe. I mean, if Breaker's going to come up, but I don't think he is for a while. Right. I mean, it would, it would be a one-off if he, he would. I think he would have lost. I think he would have lost his NXT championship Tuesday night. I know, yeah. but he could, he could still come up and do the match. Yeah. I mean, we saw Kevin Owens do that. Yeah, exactly. Years ago. Um, Champa's another one, but he's hurt. Yeah. And he's still technically aligned with well yeah the yeah. miz um that'd be an easy way to just you forget could, that storyline you, <laughs> you could do johnny but i feel like johnny's gonna be tangled up with miz and whatever the case is at survivor series yep um i just man the reason i say logan paul's i just don't know who else is in that spot like i don't i just i don't know that i mean that there's nobody else that really makes sense storyline wise right I mean, un unless, unless you throw Brock Lesnar in there. Oh, now that would work. I mean, Brock and Sheamus and Drew and the Brawling Brutes versus now the Bloodline would work. That's a good way to do Brock Roman again without doing without Brock doing Roman. It. That's a break glass. I, that's a break glass moment. But I feel like, especially if that spot was supposed to be Kevin Owens. Yeah, like that's break glass right there. But I, I feel like if you're one, I feel like we're heading to Brock Bobby at some point down the line, and sure that could are. happen at that could happen at Survivor Series. Yeah, that's true. Um, but also, I feel like if you do Brock in this match, that means we're heading to another Brock Roman Brock match. Roman match at some point. But I, I think, I think that option's always on the table. Yeah, it's like a, it's like a Sting Flair match. Yeah, the option's always there. Randy John Cena. It's always it's, it's always yeah. there, but. Just I I mean all signs are pointing to Roman and Sheamus like we're headed that way. I think that's the wrong. I feel like Roman we Sheamus. have to yeah. head that way. Yeah. So I think you can get Brock in there, like you said, to do Brock and Roman without doing Brock and Roman. And I think I, honestly, I think this is the first time we see the Bloodline take a loss. Absolutely. Without Roman being the one getting pinned. Yep. For sure I think Sami Zayn gets broke kicked, which or is, Jey Uso, one of the two, gets broke kicked, and which is why it makes all the sense in the world if that would have been Kevin Owens. If he didn't get hurt. Yeah. Because yeah. Kevin could get in there. They could start telling that story. Kevin beats Jay Uso. Yep. You know, blah, blah. Sammy, you weren't there for me because your buddies with Kevin, blah, whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I just, I don't feel like Logan Paul will fit in a, in a war games match. 
I don't know. We didn't. You had to wonder what Pat McAfee would have been like in War Games, and we saw it, and it yeah. was wild. <laughs> it was wild. So, and nothing against Pat, but Logan's more athletic, athletic than Pat. He's more athletically stable yes. than Pat. Pat's athletic. It's just chaos, right. chaotic athletic athleticism. Right. Absolutely, it is. I don't know. I just I feel like I feel like especially if you want to make Survivor Series and War Games feel like a big deal, so having someone like Brock in there yeah. adds to that ten times. Plus, obviously. He's a cage fighter. We're in a cage. We're, I mean, we can we can see some stuff go down. Makes sense. And it could be one of those that we we don't know who the fifth person is until the night. And every, like Bloodline is completely in the ring. Everybody else is in the ring, beat down. Bloodline standing tall. Same thing. Kevin Owens coming out of NXT. Right. You hear Brock's music. <laughs> Place goes crazy, and now he comes and sure. starts kicking everybody's butt. It makes sense, man. Um, I don't know. I don't know what's gonna happen. I think it'll be interesting to find out though. Um, another match that we found out on SmackDown that we're getting for Survivor Series, Shotzi is getting the shot at Ronda Rousey. I find that very interesting. Just quick thoughts on that. Reminds me of when Ruby Riot got her shot against Ronda and just kind of a filler yep. thing. I think Shotzi's going to look good. I think Shotzi's going to get some offense in, but I, I I think this is just a placement until we get to Charlotte coming back. Sure, I agree Or with that. Or Becky, one of the two. Yep, I agree with that. Um, also, speaking of the women, we saw the return of Sarah Logan finally yeah. on SmackDown. It was really cool the way they did it. I thought it was, man, it was really well done. <clears throat> yeah, it was well done. They just, um, they got to be careful because they kind of ripped off another female yeah, wrestler yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of to a T almost to the point. Pretty much. Um, so just, you know, be careful with that. But I think it's interesting. I think, you know. I think since Riot Squad is not there, if Sarah Logan's coming back in, which she wouldn't necessarily be on my, you know, have to be back. But if she's coming back, I think this is, I mean, obviously this is the perfect place for her to be. That's a great spot for her, for sure. All right, one more thing in WWE before we get to AEW. And, of course, we have to talk about, Andy caught it on the podcast last week. And this is just (laughs) hours before SmackDown happened. It's like he knew what was going to happen. All right. Bray Wyatt gets physical for the first time. We see him attack L.A. Knight in the back. Yeah. Probably not the first person I would have pegged for Bray Wyatt to be in a, we don't know if this is a feud or not. Probably not the first person that I would have done this with. I'm not saying it's a bad choice, but how do you feel about it? I think if there's a match coming, the match isn't going to be anything special. Right. But oh, the, for sure. But the promos leading up to it are going to be fine <laughs> because L.A. Knight is one of those guys that, I think he, uh, people know he's good on the mic, but he can surprise you sometimes how good he is on the mic. Right. I mean, he showed us in the backstage segment talking about, you can stick the, you can stick, uh, go put your romper back on to your play place and stick those puppets where you find pleasure. Right. Like that, like stuff like that is perfect. He, sure. he reminds me, listen to what I'm saying. Don't read into what I'm saying. Oh, his cadence reminds me a lot of Stone Cold when he talks at times. I can say that. Of yeah. Like, just like, he doesn't care like he's just gonna he's just gonna spit what he wants to say and and you know i think that's the kind of the perfect thing against the bray wyatt is like somebody just comes out there and says what he wants to say and then at the end bray just completely tears him apart limb from limb and so i I think it's gonna be really interesting um i got really excited for it because it it was not what i was expecting for the first thing bray was going to do is against la Knight if he does anything with la Knight, which this has to be leading somewhere um, but yeah, I think it's I think it's gonna be pretty cool. Do you think it's a bad spot for LA Knight though? Because you you've just reestablished him as LA Knight. You've got him away from the models yeah. deal, and now you're feeding him to Bray Wyatt. Like obviously 
Bray Wyatt taking somebody down is not necessarily a bad thing. Right. It's just you want to make LA Knight look as good as possible. Is this a, is this the right way to do it? I mean, it, it just depends on how they do it because if LA Knight can stand toe-to-toe with Bray on the mic, then that kind of elevates LA Knight sure in, in a way. Um, I don't know. I don't I don't know if necessarily they're going to feed him to Bray. I don't even know if there's going to be a match at sure. this point. right. I think this could be one of those where maybe LA Knight joins the circle or whatever the circle is going to be or whatever whatever the thing he is building to. Maybe LA Knight joins it or maybe, you know, this was just to establish Bray being schizophrenic and just turning the switch like that. That's that's kind of where I'm leaning. It's like, I feel like this may just be a one-off. Like, we may see Bray on SmackDown tonight and show up with, I don't know, Phil and Blank, somebody else. Yeah. And something like that happen. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so I think it could just be a way to get him to interact with some of the roster members, but still keep that character a mystery, a question, yeah, schizophrenic, like you mentioned. Yeah, and I think that's the best way to go with him is don't have him go out in clear cut direction. Have him go after everybody. Right. <laughs> like just have him be absolutely psychotic. Nobody, nobody's a target. Everybody's a target. Yeah. Nobody's right. safe. Yeah. Nobody exactly. is safe. That's and, what I mean. And okay. you know, I think, I think. The reports are that they've already started discussing Bray and Roman at some point, which it's fine. I think Bray needs to be one of those guys that does not care about a championship. I agree. Like there are certain characters. I don't think the undertaker should have cared about championships to be completely honest. Well, look at it, man. He didn't win one for six years. Right. So that makes sense. And he was the, one of the biggest characters during that time. Right. Um, and, you know, it was really cool when Bray Wyatt won the WWE Championship and when he won it's, the tag titles. It's hard to beat guys like that. It is. Once they get the title, it's so hard to beat them. It is. And, and characters like that, their, their motive doesn't seem to be, you know, to win championships. Their mo- like he, When he was the cult leader, his goal seemed to be to expand the cult, right. to expand his movement, um, which, you know, Shout out to uh, parts uh, parts fun known on YouTube. They there's a guy named Adam Blompier that does like fantasy booking stuff, and he kind of did the fantasy booking of the first run of Bray Wyatt. And one of the things he did, which I loved, is Bray would win a championship just to entice somebody to come join. So that like for example, like a Randy Orton or whatever, right? Wanted to tie Ric Flair's record or whatever. Like the case is Bray wins and says, "Well, if you come join us, this championship is yours." Interesting. Like stuff like that yeah. makes sense, but I don't think like sole purpose is for money or for championships. It should be just to literally watch the world burn. Sure. And I feel like I hope that's the direction. So maybe he goes after Roman, but he doesn't go after the titles or something like that. I think it'll be interesting. I think that'll be a really good feud for Roman after he loses the title. I know, like, yeah. I, like if if we're saying that Bray doesn't need to go after titles or whatever, yeah. and we're wondering what what Roman is going to do after he drops the titles, because I had this discussion offline with our buddy Jared a couple days ago. And like, I think I, again, rabbit hole, try not to go so deep, but it's it's just coming up. Um, Like, I feel like when Roman finally loses, like we may be done. Yeah. Like he's certainly going to be a part-time guy after that. Yeah, absolutely. But I think we may be like done, done it once he loses. Like, he doesn't come back? He doesn't come back. Like, maybe it's a year before he comes back. Maybe. I could see that. I could also see, I think it would be really interesting to see if, if he, like, once he lost, something switched, and he just started losing. 
Like, it, like it was like we mm-hmm. see Roman kind of go on this losing streak now, where a Bray Wyatt comes in and beats him, and then you know Braun Strowman comes out and and beats him, and then you know we kind of go through. There's your fifth for War Games. Braun Strowman. I didn't even think about that. Yep. There's probably your fifth. You're There's probably your right. Fifth. You're probably right. Good call. Um, go ahead. But <laughs> <laughs> but I think like you'd have like Braun Strowman and Roman Reigns go out and Braun beat him and Roman go on this losing streak and then we start to build back up and we kind of are starting to build this baby faced Roman back up now at sure. that point. So I don't know. I feel like he may be done, but I feel like we're gonna have a baby face run out of this at some point. Uh, yeah, I feel like we have to. Yeah. It's just a matter of when it happens. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I feel like if you keep him off TV for six months to a year after he loses, and he comes back. He comes back. Pops play, gonna be huge. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be massive for sure. All right, uh, that is gonna do it for WWE. We went a little longer than we anticipated, but that's what happens. All right, if you're listening to us, which you are, or if you're watching us, which again you are, hit that subscribe button wherever you are on the Body Some Done That YouTube channel or wherever you find your podcast. In fact, do both. Grab your friend's phone and do both as well. It only helps the show, and they're never going to know. Um, wow. This is the <laughs> It's true. It's true. They're not. They're never going to know. It's fine. Um, as long as you turn those notifications off, we're never going to know. It's fine. Anyway, this is the Pipe Bomb Wrestling Podcast, the show that is for the fans, by the fans, brought to you again by the Bodyslam.net YouTube channel each and every Friday. Right here, the video version. Tuesdays is the audio-only version, PBWF week. No, I'm sorry, month number four, pay-per-view dropping this Tuesday. We just recorded it. What a lot of fun it is. Yep. Lots of stuff going on, man. Um, and really winding down season one. Yeah, and we you know once season one winds down, we're kind of not taking a long break, but we're taking a little break and then season, season two's two. coming. <laughs> season two's coming. Plans are already falling into place for season two. So yep. we're gonna we're gonna stick with it. It's a lot of fun. Um, so again, subscribe wherever you find your podcast so you can get our fantasy booking show, Pipe Bomb Wrestling Federation. It's a lot of fun where we draft current rosters and, and book our own thing. So it's a lot of fun. Yep. All right. My name is Chris Belcher. This is Andy York with me as always. And now it's time. AEW full gear coming up this is it Saturday or Sunday? <laughs> it's Saturday, John Moxley. It's Saturday. This coming Saturday, full gear. I, I tell you what. We've talked about this before, but I, I really dig these Saturday papers. I did too. Like WWE seems to be moving towards that model. Yeah. Um, AEW goes back and forth. I thought they were going to stick with this Saturday model when they, you know, because that's the way they started. Then they swapped to Sundays and now it's kind of back and forth. So I think, I, I, I think, like it. I feel like we do a lot of Sundays on, on week, like holiday weekends. We do. Which makes sense. I mean, nobody's working on Monday. It's also off season for the NFL. Yeah. So like just throw them on Sunday. That's the one thing though about being in the South that you can see by my hat. Saturdays are like college football, college basketball. So having these pay per views and those going at the same time is a for little sure. is a little annoying. Yep. Um, I would much rather be on Saturday than Sundays though. So I'm I'm loving these Saturday pay per views. I definitely would too. Let's get into it, man. All right. Uh, let's talk about the match that we started talking about before we recorded and we decided we needed to hit the record button. Um, and that is probably the most anticipated, probably the most anticipated match on the show. And that is Soraya and Dr. Britt Baker one-on-one. I told you before we recorded and I'm going to say it on the podcast because I feel like it needs to be said. I don't think this match is going to be as good as everybody wants it to be for the simple fact that I don't think there's any way they can live up to the hype, man. 
I think I think it's just too much. Yeah, I agree. I think the only thing that could change that is I don't know what people's expectations of Soraya's Soraya is it Sor- Soraya Soraya. I I'm gonna say both all the well, time. Well, they said Soraya the night she dated. Yeah, so that's stuck in my head. Soraya. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think I don't know what people's expectations of her in the ring are as of 2022. Like, I think if this match would have taken place with current day Brit and Paige of 2014 or whatever the case is, yeah. I think it, this would have been probably the most highly anticipated women's match of all time in AEW's history. I still think it is the most highly anticipated. And I still think it has a chance to be the best women's AEW match. I think the thing that's going to be hard to beat is the Britt Baker, Thunder Rosa lights, lights out, out match. That's, sure. that's going to be nearly impossible to beat. But I think this, like, I, I feel like this is going to be a really good match. I think this is one of those, and we talked about it off air, where in the moment people may say, well, that wasn't as great as I thought it was going to be. And then they go back and watch it a year or two later and like, oh, no, that wasn't, that wasn't bad. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's, I compared it to AJ Styles and Shinsuke Nakamura. Yeah. In the fact that both performers performers are extremely talented. Yeah. The match itself is good. Yeah. It's good to great, depending on what lens you look at it through. But in the sense of that match was so hyped. Yeah. I mean, it was the dream match of all dream matches. And here you have Soraya, one of the most popular women's wrestlers in the history of the business. Yeah. Making her long awaited comeback. I think it's the same thing with CM Punk. Like yeah. You're not in the ring for a long time. People expect you to be that performer from that long ago, and yeah. you're just not going to be. Yeah, and with with Punk's case, he wasn't, but he was still good, and like, and people people and latched onto that. And I think that's going to be the case here. She's not going to be, and she may because this it's a double edged sword. Because when Edge came back, I think he was better when he came back than when he was when he left. Sure. So like I, that could be the case here as well as she could come back and be better than she was when she she first you know. Or when she got injured last time, sure. and she couldn't do it anymore. I think the only difference between this one and that AJ Shinsuke match is AJ and Shinsuke had wrestled one time before that, and it was amazing. Sure, like that the Tokyo Dome match, the Wrestle Kingdom match was so good, amazing. Yep. And so that had they had the, they had a lot to live up, not just to the hype, but to the yep. to the former match that they had. These two kind of have the luxury of like they've never wrestled before, so they can kind of set the tone right here and there. Um, so I don't know. I think, I think it's going to be a good match. Yep. I think it's going to be a very good yep. match. I, I don't think it's going to be groundbreaking. I hope I'm wrong. I hope it's, I hope it's the best women's match of all time because you know, these two deserve it, but I, I don't think it's going to be anything groundbreaking. I think it's just going to be a good solid Britt Baker Soraya match. Yeah, I agree. Like, I'm not saying it's going to be bad at all. I just think the pressure yep. that is on this match is just going to be way too much. Yep for them to overcome and for it because you said it people are looking for this to be the greatest women's match not only in AEW history but of all wrestling history yeah it i just don't think it's going to be that yeah i mean and you know it could we don't we don't know it just depends on what she's able to do in the ring and how they work together yeah chemistry chemistry matters a lot in wrestling aj and edge yeah they there's nothing there's something that is just not there yeah you know and don't know what it is but it's not there two of the best in ring all time and they they can't put a five-star match together yeah i I don't so i couldn't put together a four-star match (laughs) that could be argued so that being said though i think this match is going to be great i'm looking forward to it 
we'll have to see how it turns out. Another match that I'm looking forward to that is going to be great. I have a feeling just because the people that are in it, Sting and Darby Allen against Jeff Jarrett, my yeah. boy, and Jay Lethal. Man, this is, I don't think this is going to be a train wreck because there's no stipulation on it. It could still be, but I really do think this is going to be really good. Yeah, I think it's going to be fun. I think it's going to be every Sting match in AEW is fun. Has it had a bad one yet? No, and, and I can already tell you now I'm ready for the moment when Sting no shell no sells the guitar shot to the head. Oh, baby. I, yes. I am excited for when that guitar shot happens and he just stands there yep. and just stares at him. Yep. Like that, that is guaranteed to happen at this point. I agree. Um, I'm, you know, I think it's gonna be fun. I think we saw with Ric Flair's last match that Jeff Jarrett is st- still can go. Yep. I mean, he's not anything super special, but he can still go at his age. Dude can get heel heat like nobody else right now. Damn. Um, so I think that's going to play a factor into it. And then when you got somebody like Sting and Darby Allen who are very loved by everybody, I think it's just going to work really well. So I think it's going to be a lot of fun. And then you got a heel like Jay Lethal who yeah. can yeah, wrestle yeah. with the best of them. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be fun, man. I, I'm really excited for this. This is probably the Sting match, honestly. How long has he been in AEW? You get there in 2020. 2020. So he's been there. That was winter is coming. Almost two years. Yeah. AEW for almost two years. This is probably the Sting match I'm looking forward to the most. Yeah. Aside from his first one that was not cinematic, that was – I'm scratching that one. The first one in person, which was double or nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, it was him and Darby against. Doesn't uh, matter. No, it was a double or nothing. Yeah. Um, and they went crazy. Yes. When Brett Baker won the title, it <laughs> yeah, was that yeah, night, yeah, whatever yeah. it was. Anyway, I was looking forward to that one because it was the first one, like actual in ring, whatever. Right. This is the one I'm going to look forward to the most, man. I think Jeff Jarrett, this is a perfect spot for him to come in with Sting and all that kind of stuff. I think he's really cool. Yeah, I think I think this is going to be – I don't think it's going to be – from a wrestling technical standpoint, I don't think it's going to be great. I think it's going to be highly, highly, highly entertaining. Sure. And, and I am very excited to see what they're going to do. I'm excited to see what Jeff Jarrett's going to do in the ring, like in AEW. This is one of those where, you know, the last time we saw him in the ring anywhere was – SummerSlam and then the Ric Flair match. And then he comes out here and does this. And it, Jeff Jarrett with no restrictions is, you know, kind of fun. So, you know what would be interesting? And again, tangent, sorry. Uh, and we'll get to the tag title match in just a minute. I would like to see Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal be tag champs. Like, and the reason I say that is because I feel like we haven't had tag champs with Heat in AEW in a long time. The Bucks were probably the last one. Right. And they dropped it to the Luchas. Yeah. Who dropped it to... F- no, they dropped... Luchas dropped it to Ju- Jurassic Express. Who dropped it to Keith Lee and Swerve. Yeah, who dropped, who dropped it, it to, to the, acclaimed. the Acclaimed. We haven't had a it's Heat... It's been a minute. We haven't had a Heat team in a while. Yeah, it's been a minute. I feel like... I'm not saying Jeff Jarrett needs to go out and win championships, but I think that could be a fun direction to take that. Yeah to get some heat in that division. You know yeah, what I mean? I, yeah, I agree. Um, I, I don't know if that's something AEW would ever do is do two non, like, tag, like do, don't do, like, a tag team as a tag champion. I don't know if that's something they would do because their tag division is so stupid stacked sure. at times. But I think it is, like, I think it's that would be great. Even if you wanted to do it with 
you know, and I'm sure you're going to love this, even if you want to do it with the Ring of Honor titles and have them kind of come in and yeah, that would be good. run with those. I mean, if you have, I'm wearing their shirt right now, but if you have Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal be the ones to beat FTR for those titles, people are going to hate it for all the right yep. reasons. <laughs> so that would be great for sure. Let's talk about those tag team titles. It's going to be um, the acclaimed against Swerve in Our Glory for the tag team titles. Um, I'm not. I'm not super over the moon about this match. I just, I feel like we've seen it. I know we saw the triple threat at the last pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. I just, I don't know. I'm, I, I, I'm not going to go down this rabbit hole of how I'm not excited about the tag division in AEW because I feel like it's dropped off tremendously from where they started. Um, but I also understand that the wrestling is good. Obviously they're going to go in there and put on a banger, Yeah. but I'm just not thrilled about this match. Yeah. I, I think this is the night where Swerve turns on Keith Lee. I think this is the night Probably. where they they break up. Um, you know, I'm excited for the the match itself. I think we have seen these two teams wrestle twice already, and both times were fantastic matches. Sure. Um, and I think the acclaimed are going to keep these tag titles for a while. I think they're going to hold on to them for a little bit because they are so over with everybody right. that I, again. Like I just said, you got to have a team with some heel heat to come in and beat them. Yeah. And who's going to be that team? You know what yeah, I mean? I mean, you could have, I mean, you could have somebody like the firm come in and take the titles off of them, but you'd have to really build them up. Right. Um, you know, so I, I think there are teams that you could build up to have that heel heat, but I agree. Like they are too over, right? Like they are so over right now that you couldn't just have anybody come in and beat them. Absolutely. Um, and so, you know, I think this match is going to be great. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I, I just I think this match is happening to turn Swerve on Keith Lee. I mean that makes a lot of sense. Or Keith Lee on Swerve. Right. Mm, yeah. I think I think either way. Yeah. I think you do either way. Um, the big thing though that got me excited about this match is this past Wednesday <laughs> on Dynamite, where we see the brand new music video from the acclaimed and Captain Insano yeah. finally debuts in AEW. I was so happy. About I that. I think there's a good chance he shows up. Oh, I hope so. I think there's a good chance he Man, shows up. I hope so. With Billy Gunn, I think both those guys. I think that would be that would be amazing. Oh my gosh, that would be so so much fun. The pop he would get would be huge. <laughs> For those of you who are listening and don't know who Captain Insano is, go watch the Water Boy. Go watch the Water Boy. Yes, it's fantastic. Why you don't know who Captain Insano is is beyond me. My wife but... has never seen Water Boy. What? I know. Oh, I know. What? I know. Oh. She needs help. Yeah, she does. Well, she I, needs a lot of help. Well, that's true. But <laughs> my wife, I think my, my wife has seen Waterboy. I don't think she would make the connection of the big show and Captain Insano. No. But it's fine. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Anyway, Captain Insano, very, very cool. They've been seemingly teasing this since the very beginning of AEW. Yeah. Here we are. Yep. So <clears throat> very excited about that. I'll tell you the one match that I'm really not excited about. Every time this woman is on the card, I just could care less. <laughs> and even more now. As if the opponents couldn't get worse. Yeah. Jade Cargill and Nyla Rose. Man, wake me up when it's over. Yeah, I, it's it's it is what it is. I oh gosh. I don't think it's gonna be I I mean Jade's gotten a lot better. Jade's gotten a lot better. Couldn't get much worse. Oh yeah, you could. Oh yes, you could. <laughs> I mean, there you could get a lot worse. We've seen a lot worse than Jade Cargill okay. in the ring. Um you know, I think I think it's going to be just fine. I think she's going to get the win. She's going to get her TBS title back, even though she never lost it. And uh, you know, I think Nyla Rose is just there to get beat, <laughs> like everybody else that faces Jade Cargill. Right. Um, 
I don't know what they're going to go with. I, I don't know who's going to be the ones to finally beat Jade. Um, but I, I think we're we're right on the cusp of that actually happening. Yeah, I, I think it's probably about time. I think it's it just doesn't feel this title feels not important at all. I don't think because I don't feel like anybody huge has gone after it. Right. Like I mean the the Athena is probably the biggest one. Right. The biggest name to go after it. If you had like a Britt Baker going after it, that would make it feel bigger or. Sure. Um, a Jamie Hader or you know whoever I right. feel like that would make it feel a lot bigger. It just doesn't feel big at all. Um, all right, let's move on to a couple of the, these matches. This one may be on the pre-show. We're not sure. The AEW World Title Eliminator Finals. It'll be all ego Ethan Page against the winner of tonight's match on Rampage, Lance Archer and Brian Cage. I think that's gonna be a fun match. Man. Yeah, uh, I I don't normally tune into Rampage, but I'm probably gonna go back and check this one out. Yeah. No matter who wins, I'm going to check it out. Yeah, I think, and honestly, I think no matter who wins this is going to win the finals. You don't think Ethan Page is going to win? I think if Brian Cage wins this, I think it's going to be Brian Cage. Okay. I think Brian Cage has been built really strong here recently, and we could revisit a Brian Cage-John Moxley feud that we had in the beginning we did of AEW. Feud, didn't we? And we so, had Archer, too. You know, so if you could do that, I mean, I don't think John's going to be champ at the end of this, and I think Brian Cage being the first guy to go after MJF would be a big deal for MJF to kind of that's true get that victory. Um, but then again, the promos between Ethan Page and MJF would be really really good as well. So I don't know. I feel like I feel like if Ethan, Brian Cage wins, Brian Cage gets it. Ethan Page is in the firm. That makes sense. I don't think it will make sense though. After eight, oh, I, I think after Full Gear goes off the air, I don't think it'll make sense. That's true. That's a good point. <laughs> okay, that's a good point. Fair enough. All right, before we get to that match and we talk about it, uh, Steel Cage match, Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus. Man, I said it for a long time. I know that they had this match on a, on a Dynamite special several weeks back. So this is the second time we're getting this match. I don't think it makes it feel less special. I just feel like the build for this has been underwhelming. Do you get that feeling at all? Sort of. I think part of it is just because you can't do anything to Christian because he's hurt. Well, that's true. And so I think that I think that plays a part in it. I don't know. I'm excited for this. I think the Steel Cage adds adds a lot to it. Oh, it definitely does um, for sure. <clears throat> Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy in a Steel Cage is something that I did not know I wanted to watch until it was announced. I'm like, oh, these these guys can do a lot of fun stuff in in this match. Um, I think the build hasn't been great. I don't think it's been as good as they thought it was going to be because right. of the fact that Christian got hurt. I, I think they're very hindered on what they can do. True. And when he finally gets cleared then I think we're off to the races, and I think it's going to pick up a whole lot. Yeah, I think they may just be buying time, but yeah, who knows? Yeah, I mean, still, I'm glad that they added the stipulation because I would not want to see just these two go at it. Like, if this was the first time they were going at it, okay, cool, don't put a stip on it, it's fine. Right. But now that it's the second, and you said, like you said, they're trying to keep the intrigue up, still cage, perfect. Yeah. Makes sense. Um, The, listen. I just sat here and talked about how much I'm looking forward to Sting and Darby Allen and Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal. I think it's going to be a, an incredible match. We're going to talk about a couple more matches here in a minute that I'm looking forward to. But man, the one I'm looking forward to the most on this card is the triple threat match for the team. Oh my championship. gosh. Wardlow, Samoa Joe, and Powerhouse Hobbs. You talk about reinforcing the ring, bro. Yeah. This is going to be 
awesome. Yeah, these these big boys are going to throw each other around. It's going to be nuts. It's going to be amazing. I I am so excited for this. Uh, the promo Samoa Joe cut on Dynamite. Yep. Listen, I love Samoa Joe, just like in anything he does. Heel Samoa Joe is one of the best heels in wrestling. I agree. Promos he cuts. I mean, people forget it's a not not WWE chain, but it's a shame he was never WWE champion while he was there. Sure, because the promos he cut on. I went back and watched the other day the promo he cut on Brock Lesnar after uh, <laughs> Great Balls of Fire. Mm. When it was him and Brock and Roman in the ring, and like it got real between Brock and, and Joe at one point, mm-hmm. and they were going back and forth. I don't remember that promo. I have to go watch um, it. Where Brock was starting to look at Roman, and he got Brock's face and said, "Look at me when I'm talking to you, boy. Or I'll make you look at me." And Brock, Brock flew mad. <laughs> like they they went back and forth at it, awesome. and then all the stuff he like the promos he did on Jeff Hardy and like all those other stuff stuff he did with AJ. Yeah, like that run. like oh man, you. You can't get better than Samoa Joe when he's a heel like this, un- unplugged. And now that he's in a company like AEW where he has literally no restrictions on him at all, I think this is going to be the match that everybody's like, Joe's back. Yep. Like Samoa Joe is finally back. And I think this is the one that's going to elevate him a lot. But he's not going to win because he's the TV champ, ROH TV champ. We'll get to predictions in a minute. <laughs> but... I think it's going to be awesome. It I is. cannot wait. Yeah, it's going to be great. Cannot wait. Um, tell you what else I can't wait for, and I never thought I'd say this. Mark it down. It is 1.42 Central Time on Friday, November the 18th, as we record this, if you're listening to it. Obviously, it's a little bit later. The Bucks and Kenny coming back. It's going to be amazing. Against the Death Triangle. It's going to be amazing. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. Anytime you put the Luchas and the Bucks in the ring together, it's magic. Yep. And you add Kenny and Pac to the mix. If this isn't match of the night, something's wrong. And the thing that adds even more to it is the elite have are coming back with something to prove. Sure they are. They're coming back with a chip on their shoulder. Their faces have not been seen since, since... they won the titles at all out. Yeah. yeah. So they they're gonna have a chip on their shoulder. They're gonna have a lot to prove. I think they're gonna come out with a rocket up their butt and they're gonna come flying out here and the pop they're gonna oh get. it's gonna be huge oh, it's gonna be amazing and i yeah i think this might be the one that starts off the show yeah i, I think you, it has as to. you start off with this you start off with them coming out you have them you know no no no. you can't you can't come out you can't come out with them because you to no, me, no no you come out with the death triangle first yes, and then you, you build, build the anticipation exactly. of yep. yeah of the elite coming out um i yeah, it's going to be amazing. Yep, for sure. I man, I've never been as excited. The last Bucks match that I was this excited for was the cage match against the Luchas, and it was and it was probably the, one of the best AEW tag team matches of all time. Yeah, it definitely was for sure. So, I can't wait. Uh, I think the Fatal Four Way match for the ROH yeah. Championship is going to be a lot of fun. Yep. You got Claudio, you got Brian, you got Sammy Guevara, and of course Chris Jericho. The Ocho, man, if you know we got the teaser. Wednesday night in the opening tag match. It's going to be fun. Yeah. It's going to be a really good match. Yeah. I, I This is one of those that's, uh, this may be your like train wreck match of the night. Sure. Where like, there's just going to be bodies everywhere. <laughs> People are going to be flying everywhere. It's going to be a lot of fun. You got Sammy flying. You got Brian flying. Yeah. Flying yep. Brian. You got Flying Brian. who's going to break <laughs> some ankles and wrists and everything else as well. And you got Cesaro that's going to swing. Every- I hope there's a point where he swings. 
all three at one time. That would be wild. Would How be could you possibly do that? Hey, he's he's a big, strong boy. He could do it. I think you could at least swing Brian and Sammy at the same time. I think you could swing Jericho and Sammy at the same time. Oh, Jericho's a big boy. I don't know. Uh, he swung the great Kali. Uh, by himself. 20 times by himself. But by himself. I'm, but you're saying Jericho, Brian, and... That's probably the weight of the great Kali. Is those point. three together. That's a good point. Okay. And not as long. <laughs> so That's it's, true. You can only do like four rotations and it's still it gets the point across. Okay, yeah, yeah, maybe. Yeah. We'll see. Fun match. It's going to be really good. Yep. We talked about the tag match. We talked about all the other matches, uh, except for the interim women's championship, which may or may not be interim um <laughs> any longer who knows <laughs> i don't know what to make of this whole thunder rosa deal I don't, like, I don't i haven't that is one like backstage feud and story that i have not like really tried to dive into because i just don't i don't really know what's happening and i don't i don't understand yeah i don't i don't fully understand everything that's happened as well um <laughs> I, I, I don't know who knows like thunder thunder rosa is like the last person that i would picture having backstage heat and causing issues but she's this is this is like her third or fourth time exactly doing this yeah it's weird it's 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 a weird case not who i would pick anyway <laughs> um tony storm and jamie Hayter for the interim women's championship not not excited about this match at all oh i think it's gonna be great really i think i think it might be better than than Britt baker and soraya really i do I really do. I think okay. I think Tony Storm I think Tony Storm is not as I think Tony Storm is highly underrated. Sure. I think Jamie Hader is highly underrated. The fans are fully behind Jamie Hader. They love Jamie Hader. I think this match they're going to have something to prove. I think this match is going to be one of the best women's AEW tag or championship matches that we could have right now. Okay. All right. <laughs> I'll take your word for it. All right, let's talk about it. John Moxley and MJF, World Heavyweight Championship. The much-anticipated shot yep. MJF is getting uh, promo this week. The promos, not just this week, but every and promo we, yep. has just been insane. You got to feel bad for MJF. This is not the hand that he was supposed to be dealt due to everything that happened at All Out. But here we are, and, I mean, again, you wish the circumstances could be better for him, but you're either facing CM Punk, who you've built this long, huge feud with, and you finally get the blow off that you wanted. Right. Or now you get the face of the company. Yeah. Like, it's a win-win situation kind it, of both ways. It is. It really yeah. is. Yeah. I. This is probably the most anticipated world championship match for a long time. I don't know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because I think, I think Punk and Paige were very anticipated. I thought Punk and Moxley was too, and then they ruined it. Yeah. Um. Well, I, well, the first one, the squash match one, it was highly anticipated. Like, sure, people, and then they ruined it. Right, but I'm talking about like the build up, like yeah, the yeah, hyper yeah. on the match. This yeah, is the yeah. first time on pay per view though that it's felt. It's it it just feels different. It feels really different this this build. I think that's because we have been waiting for MJF to get this opportunity to get this moment. Yep. And I think it fits better with this moment to be against someone like Moxley, who is the face of the company, who is the guy in the company. Let me tell you why I think this is the biggest championship match on pay-per-view in a long time. Because Kenny Omega. Every time that man laced up the boots and put on a championship match, yeah, it felt huge. I'm trying to think who Paige defended against on Adam Cole. 
Yeah, which was which was big, big. which was big. Yeah, the page and page and Kenny was yeah humongous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, page and Cole, and then page and wasn't Jericho. No, it was Paige and um because he fought Danielson, but he fought him at Grand Slam at Dynamite or at Dynamite. Who was it? It was Paige and it was I don't know. We both got computers in front of us and we could look it up. <laughs> um who did he who did, uh well he faced Archer in that Texas death match. That wasn't on pay-per-view. No, that was on Dynamite. Uh he went after Mox recently. And he lost it to Punk, so that one was... I guess, so he he fought Jericho in the first ever yep. title match. Um, He challenged John Moxley and lost. Then he fought Kenny. I don't know. We gotta look at this. See if we can figure it out. Well, it's a dead air. Here. So, so here, we here we go. Here we go. Okay. Um, he defeated Kenny Omega at Full Gear in 2021. Let me make this bigger because it's kind of small. Uh, Full Gear 2021, Revolution 2022. He beat Adam Cole, and then Double or Nothing in 2022. He lost to Punk. Okay, so he really didn't have that many huge matches on pay per view. Like right. he wrestled. I mean, the Adam Cole match was pretty big. Sure it was. And the Kenny match was obviously... Humongous. Humongous. Cause, but, like, Kenny... I feel like Kenny... The thing with Kenny that is different is his was during the pandemic. Right. And so you had to have... The best wrestler. The, the best title. wrestler with the titles yep. to... So, I mean, Kenny's, he had the barbed wire death match against Shawn Moxley, which was horrendous. Yes. Um, the match was good until... The end. The everything else happened. Right. Um, double or nothing. He beat Orange Cassidy and Pack, which was fun. Was fun. Yep. Um, all out. Then he beat Christian Cage, and then at Full Gear he lost to Page. Right. So his opponents the, weren't huge. Right. And all the matches in between, like the Ray Phoenix match in between, and Jungle Boy match Jungle was match, really good. And he beat Rich Swan at. The Impact show. Impact, yeah, when he won the Impact title, too. Yeah, that's right. So, like, he had a lot of fun matches. I, I think the thing is, this is the first time that the AEW Championship has had a, a meaningful storyline behind it. Sure, I agree. I think that's what that, adds yes, so much to I it. I agree with that. Yep. It's not necessarily the wrestlers involved, but, like, people, fan, AEW fans are highly invested in MJF. Sure they are. And John Moxley. Sure. Like, they're, they're highly invested in both of them. So, the fact that we are getting both these stories coming together at, you know, one of the biggest shows of the year. Yep. It, it just it automatically feels super important. It definitely does. It definitely does for sure. All right, let's pick them. Let's run down the card. Uh, let's see what we get. Um, we'll start. We'll start back at the beginning where we started. Soraya and Britt Baker, I'd, arguably could be the biggest women's match in AEW history. Yeah, and I think Soraya has to get the win. I think she has to. Yeah, I think she has to pick up the win here. Yep. There's no two ways about it. Hmm. She's got to win. Yep. Sting and Darby Allen against Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal. Pretty sure Sting is undefeated in AEW. I don't think he's lost yet. I could be wrong. I'm gonna look that up really quick because I think I feel like he's lost. What would he have lost? He's only been in a couple of train wreck matches, and I feel like he's won. Nope, he has won eleven matches and lost none. That's what I thought. <laughs> Sting's undefeated. Yep. 
Streaks on the line. Jeff Jarrett on his podcast, they've joked about this as Sting's last match, and he's said it in his promos. What do you got? What do you think? I I think Sting and Darby Allen win this. Yes, I do. Too. I, I think after the no sell chair shot, Sting's going to beat his chest, fire up, and Darby Allen will come in and just beat the crap out of Jeff Jarrett at a coffee drop pin and one two three, and there you go. We go on. Yep, I think that I think you're absolutely right. All right, um, we kind of already predicted the AEW World Title Eliminator Finals. You're going Brian Cage. I am. For storyline purposes, I'm going Brian Cage. See, for storyline purposes, I'm going to go Ethan Page. And I'll go back into that when we get to the top. <laughs> I'm going to say Ethan Page. Okay. Uh, Steel Cage match: Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus. I think Jungle Boy. Had, I think I think the Steel Cage makes it to where Jungle Boy can get the win. Yep, I agree. Keep Christian out of it. Have him kind of use the cage to his advantage and let Jungle Boy get the win. Now, do they have to do pin or submission in this cage match, or can they get out? I don't remember. I, think, what, I, I don't think, remember what AEW's rules I think are. AEW is pin or submission. I don't think okay, it's I think so, too. So that'll be interesting. Yeah. Okay. TNT Championship, Wardlow, Powerhouse Hobbs, and Samoa Joe. This is going to be one I think we're going to differ on. This is the toss-up for me. It is. This is sure. the one where I can see all three winning. My heart says Samoa Joe. Sure it does. My gut says powerhouse Hobbs. I'm going to go Hobbs on this one too. So I'm going to go Joe. I'll go Joe. And I think Hobbs. Which means Wardlow's going to win. <laughs> you're gonna, so you're going to go Joe. Okay, I'm going to go Hobbs. Which means Wardlow's going to win. I think Hobbs pins Joe to win so Wardlow doesn't get beat. I could see that. Yeah, I could absolutely see that. But I also think Joe walking around with both titles. I think just sure fits really that, well. That makes sense. That um, makes total sense. And I think Joe beats Wardlow. Like I think it's time for Wardlow to take a loss. I, I, losing I, to guy like Joe is is no harm. I agree with that. I just feel like that. I, man, I feel like Wardlow's riding this all the way till we get to Wardlow MJF for the title. Yeah. I just I don't think he takes a pinfall loss. I don't even think. I think once that comes up, I think Wardlow beats MJF the first time. Probably. Probably. So, like, I think we ride this all the way. This is the way to get the title off of him without him losing. Somebody can feel like a big deal. The question is, how long are we going to wait until we get MJF for it, though? Not long. I don't think... You don't don't, think MJF's going to hold the title for a while? I don't think Revolution. I think probably Double Double or Nothing. nothing. Yep. Yep. I can see that. All right. Trios Championship. I think this one's a slam dunk. Yep. This this is the elite. Yep. All all (laughs) the way. Yep. Man, and I hate it for the Death Triangle. Because they're just placeholders, they but are. they're so good. They are, and I hate it for Pac because he's already lost his North. He's already lost his Atlantic Championship. Now he's losing his trios title, right? Uh, but yeah, not. It makes the most sense for the elite to come in yep. and get their titles back that they never lost. ROH Championship Fatal Four Way. This is a big toss up, in my opinion. I think it's a lock. I, okay, here you go. I think Jericho wins. I think I think it's a lock that Jericho wins. Really? Yeah. I think they're going to ride this Ocho thing for a while until if he's if he's cleared and Adam Cole comes in and, and takes it off of him. Really? Yeah. There're just too many eight, there are too many ROH champions that he has not faced yet that they've been building that like him beating former champions. There are too many that he hasn't faced yet for this to just end here. I agree. I agree with that. But my gut it's kind of leaning towards Brian. <laughs> I'm fine with that too. In this one. I think that'd be great. 
because well yeah it just depends i think because they got final battle coming up and you probably want jericho on that final battle show so you're probably right but to but be brian honest on that final battle show? for a ring of honor show i think brian is a bigger draw than jericho is sure he is so i, I could absolutely see but with jericho you're trying to get the AEW fans why is the main the main event for that show might just be Danielson versus Jericho for the yeah, style. You get both, right. both. You get the best of both worlds. Absolutely. Uh, I think one of those two guys come out with yeah. it. I don't know, maybe which one, but I think the least likely is Sammy. See, I think Sammy's the dark horse. I think Claudio's the least likely. I think, man, if you if Jericho cannot do this ROH thing like full time once yeah. they kick off TV or whatever they're doing in January. Man, I think Sammy's the perfect guy to take that heat and run with it. I agree, but I think I think backstage wise, this is setting oh. a very bad precedent. If Sammy, that's why I'm saying Sammy's the the least likely, in my opinion. I don't think he's the least likely, but I get your point with yeah. the backstage thing. Okay, TBS Championship, Jay Cargill. Jay Cargill. <laughs> not, we have to talk about that. Tag Team Championship, um, acclaimed retained. I think the acclaimed retained. Yep, yep. I and I think I think Swerve turns. I think Swerve turns as well. AEW Interim Women's Championship, Tony Storm and Jamie Hayter. Ooh. I think I think this match will tell us a lot about the status of Thunder Rosa. Okay. I think if Tony wins, there's a good chance probably Thunder is coming back. Okay. I think if Jamie Hayter wins, not that Thunder's not coming back, but she's not coming back as mm-hmm. champion. I think Jamie Hayter does pick up the win. I think they put the title on Jamie tonight or tomorrow night. I think Jamie Hayter wins the match so that we can finally get Jamie Hayter versus Britt Baker. Yep. For sure. But if that's the case, and I think Britt needs the win. I no, I think you can have that match without that. Probably. I don't yeah, think you're probably needs, right. I, you because the story is you're my protege. Yeah. You've got my title. Yeah. I'm coming after and you. I, but I don't think I I don't think it's gonna happen right away. No, no, no I don't either. I think we're I think we're gonna get a couple of these Soraya Britt Baker matches mm. out of the way. Okay. All right. All right. World title match. John Moxley and MJF. Yep. We've said it since he was supposed to have a vacation that the boy needs a <laughs> he vacation. Needs a break. Give him a break. I'm going MJF here. I think MJF wins, but I don't think it's a hundred percent lot. I don't either. I think I think MJ, I think John Moxley is AEW's version of Randy Orton when he's in a title match. You never know. It's like at least a forty-five percent chance that John Moxley or, or Randy Orton are going to win that title, no matter what the story is. Yeah, yeah. So sure. I I think MJF does win, but I'm not going to be shocked if John doesn't retain. See, here's what I think is going to happen: is we're going to continue this tweener mjf storyline of will he won't he because i do think the firm will help him win the title (laughs) i think he cheats to win the title but then that's what i said earlier about ethan page winning then you have ethan page next in line then you have mjf as the champion and then you continue the dynamic between them of how all that shakes out and then some you know i don't know i think this is how i I think there's one. This is one way that could end as well. Is a lot of people aren't talking about it. I think Regal could turn on Moxley. Ooh. And I think I don't think John. I don't think MJF joins the firm. I think he still feuds against the firm. But we have an MJF Regal alliance alliance going forward. Interesting. And MJF MJF gets the title. The firm can come out whatever. Beat off. Beat down. 
John Moxley, beat him off TV for a while. He's off TV until he gets the long vacation that he deserves at this point. For sure. <laughs> and then we kind of continue this story between MJF and the firm. Are they together? Are they not together? But I think the real thing is MJF and, MJF and Regal. Interesting. I wouldn't have thought of that. Okay. Because I can absolutely see Regal pulling out the brass knucks and knocking MJF or knocking Moxley out. Because MJF said he wouldn't use the ring, but he can use the brass knucks. Yep. That would be fun. Yeah. I got you. Okay. All right. That runs down the card. AEW full gear tomorrow night. If you're listening to this on Friday, if you're listening on Saturday, it's tonight. Don't miss it. <laughs> Bleacher Report uh, for all of you in the States. And I know we have some out of the country listeners. So check it out on Fight TV on our out of country market. Um, we're going to check it out and we'll be right back here with you next Friday. Even though it is Thanksgiving week, we'll be back with you next Friday. We will give you a rundown of our thoughts on AEW full gear and we will preview survivor series Yep. next Friday. So enjoy your Thanksgiving holiday with your family. And then on black Friday, when you're running, well, I guess you don't run around shopping anymore because everything's online, but <laughs> turn on the fight bomb wrestling podcast, get yourself ready for survivor series next week. Yep. Hope everybody has a safe and blessed holiday, man. Anything else to add before we sign off? Uh, no, just, you know, looking forward to this weekend really quick. I forgot to mention it at the beginning. I'll mention it here. Today is the uh, 10 year anniversary of the Shields debut in mm. WWE. First time they ever showed up together. Yes. And uh, I think a fun, I think we've already gone through it one time, but I think to revisit at uh, top five faction of all time. Yes. I, in my opinion, the greatest faction of all time. Top five. Top five for sure, though. But top five for yeah, sure. In my professional opinion. <laughs> That's a long rabbit hole that to go is, down, though. We're is. not going to yeah, go down no, it. No, 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 no. Because we're talking about DX and the Four Horsemen and the NWO and yeah. the Undisputed Era yeah. and. Technically, the WWE calls the New, New Day, Day faction, yep. so whatever. Yep. Anyway, all right. Yes, congratulations to The Shield. Ten years, man, going strong. All three are holding the all title right now. All three are on top. Man, it's just wild. Yep. Um, kudos to those guys. They work hard, and they they seem to be great guys. They are they are the faces of the wrestling industry right now, yep. and all, for all intents and purposes. They really are. All right, that's going to do it for this edition of Bite Bomb Wrestling Podcast. Hope you guys have enjoyed hanging out with us today. Subscribe wherever you find your podcast and on the Body Sun YouTube channel. Don't forget to follow us at BBW Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. For Mr. Andy York, my name is Chris Belcher. This has, again, been the Pipe Bomb Wrestling Podcast. We will catch you guys on the road.